Welcome to this episode of my podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. My name is Angelica, and today we will talk about feeling stuck or feeling burdened and how different parts of us are acting and reacting to each other and creating this experience of being stuck for us. I am lucky that I have my younger daughter with me again today to ask me a few questions rather than me just speaking to you that uh, lights up these recordings a bit and hopefully makes it more pleasant for you to listen to the information. So thank you, Tia, for being here with me on Canada Day. No worries. I love learning more about the tools you're working with. Would you mind starting with a story about being stuck? Okay, I love stories because they really help us to understand concepts so much better. So let's take what we usually call procrastination as an example. Most of us can relate to that topic, right? Mm. So let's take Helen. She's an entrepreneur, but she might as well be a student like you, Tia, or being in another profession. And Helen got the opportunity to do a creative video project to market her business. And she was excited about that opportunity. Yet instead of starting to work on it, she first cleaned up the entire house. Then she started cooking a meal. Then she thought she should return some phone calls. So what's happening there? <laughs> so she's putting it off and procrastinating. Right. And she realized, too, that she was procrastinating. But she didn't understand why. Because a part of her really wanted to do this video. And that part could certainly see the benefits of doing it. So then when she started going inside to explore, she found that she had a protective voice another part inside of her that was trying to keep her from doing the project because it was afraid what would happen if she did do the video. And she called this protector the busy housewife part because it kept her busy with other tasks. It actually had a fear that it, if it allowed her to do this project, she would end up being embarrassed. That's interesting. But why was she afraid of being embarrassed? Well, at first she was puzzled by this too. But when she explored this further, she discovered that there was yet another part inside of her, other than that busy part, which was a younger child part that was holding embarrassment and shame. Because as a child, she had a couple of experiences where she made herself visible and was ridiculed and embarrassed by the other key kids and the teacher. Make sense? Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that does make sense in a way. So the busy part was protecting the embarrassed child part in her. But I still don't get how she could be embarrassed by the video. You're right. Realistically, it wasn't likely that Helen, as a grown-up, would embarrass herself and be laughed at for making the video. But our parts are stuck in the past. They interpret current life situations based on what happened in childhood and they act accordingly. And what do you mean when you say she went inside to explore? That's a good question. <laughs> so Helen used internal family systems therapy, or in short, IFS, to explore her issue of procrastination and to shift out of it. And IFS works with parts or subpersonalities. And they're actually called parts in this model because that's the word we naturally use. We say, for example... There's a part of me that wants to lose weight, 
but uh, there's another part in me that really wants me to eat pizza and chocolate cake tonight. <laughs> Sounds familiar? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or we might say a part of me wants to find a new job that's less boring, but another part of me feels it's better to stick to what is familiar and safe. Mm -hmm. So those two parts here in this last example would be so polarized, so in opposition to each other, that we might in the end just stay where we are. And then there are also judgmental and critical parts coming up in us that feel frustrated that we're stuck in that unfulfilling work situation. Mm. Or here's another example. A part of me wants to commit to this new relationship, we might say, but another part of me is afraid I'll get hurt. Yeah, yeah. So the part or parts that are afraid or hesitant are operating on painful relationship experiences from the past. Mm. They're trying to protect us from feeling pain or hurt again. So even though a part of us wants to be in this relationship and commit to it, another part would be afraid of doing it. <clears throat> and we all have many different parts. Some of the famous ones most people have heard of are the inner child, the inner critic. Those are probably the two most Uh, famous ones, then we have a perfectionist that wants things to be perfect. The pleaser would be another example. The pleaser wants to make others happy, uh, put their needs first above our needs. We have a pusher, or it's also called the driver, that pushes or drives us to achieve something, to reach a goal or to be productive. Um, or another example would be the controlling part which uh, strives to make us feel safe by trying to control something, a situation. But there are many more parts. And each part has its own perspective, its own feelings, even its own memories. Yeah. <laughs> and especially its own goals and motivations for us. You talk about these parts as if they're people. <laughs> yes, I saw, I saw your face when, you, when I said that. Well, in a sense, that's what it's like. We don't just have this monolithic personality we're not just one harmonious mind but there's a natural multiplicity within our psyche but we're also more than our parts but i will talk about that a bit more once i've explained the different kind of parts so in ifs there are two main categories of parts protectors and exiles and let me start with the protectors our protectors are Uh, protective parts and they have two roles one is to handle the world or actually to be more accurate to influence the way we handle the world world mm -hmm. for example the way we interact with people their goal is to protect us from painful experiences and these protectors are also directly trying to keep us from feeling any sadness grief shame or pain that we are already carrying inside of us from past experiences. So th those protective parts are basically dedicated to safety and homostasis. So they want to keep things the way they are. Right, that's what I mean. These protective parts of us believe they have things under control. Thank you very much, right? <laughs> no need for change. I've got this, right? That's kind of um, how they're operating. Unfortunately, protectors also attract what they're trying to avoid. If I, for example, have a 
fearful protector or a mistrustful protector or an angry protector, which are trying to help me to avoid situations that could hurt me, could cause pain. Their behavior is often part of creating the anticipated hurtful situation. What do you mean? Okay, let's see if I can give you some examples. Let's say I'm afraid my feelings, needs, opinions don't matter and I won't be heard. And one of my protectors, I could have all sorts of protectors in that case, but let's say one of my protectors is an angry one that comes up and takes over when I feel not heard. That anger initially might feel better than those vulnerable feelings underneath, but it will ultimately not help me to get my feelings and needs met, right? Because anger pushes other people away. Okay, I think I get it. Or let's say, due to my past experiences, I believe other people can't be trusted. They always keep things from me or exclude me or betray me. So one of my main protectors might be a mistrustful one. But the more I mistrust people and I'm suspicious, the more I push them away and I also interpret their behavior based on my beliefs. And this does not mean that we need to shift into the total opposite and overtrust and have no discernment at all who can be trusted or who is trustworthy. But each protector only operates from a limited set of beliefs and emotions. So we want to be able to listen to different voices and um, be in an aware place and a conscious place of what's going on. Does it make sense how protectors can attract the painful experiences they want to avoid for us? Yeah, uh, it does. How can I change that, though? Well, in order to give up their role of protecting the way they are protecting us right now and transform into a more beneficial role, these parts need to be honored, respected, reassured, appreciated, and understood. So again, I'm talking about them as if they're people, right? Mm -hmm. They want to be treated like people. They need to learn to trust us when we are in self. And that's a concept I will um, elaborate on a little bit more once I've explained the different parts. Because in IFS, there are two types of protectors, managers and firefighters. Yeah, interesting names, right? So mm -hmm. managers are proactive protectors. What do managers do in real life? Um, I guess they organize things and make sure they run smoothly, that sort of thing. Yeah, right. They try to make sure everything is under control. Everything runs in a way uh, that they can prevent feelings of hurt or rejection, those protective parts that are called managers. And they actually have a motto, and that motto is never again. Because there was a painful experience in the past And they're trying to avoid that from happening again. So let's look at some examples. So examples for those proactive protectors that are called managers are, for example, a controlling part, because a controlling part would be trying to make sure things unfold the way we need it in order to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Or a planner trying to anticipate everything. Or a part that's analyzing, so trying to make logical sense of situations. Another example would be a judgmental part, which might come up when we're confronted with something different or something that we've learned is bad or wrong. 
And that part is trying to affirm that we are okay. All right? So it's protecting us that way. Or a part that's, that is the voice of a pessimist, trying to expect the worst to keep us from being disappointed and feeling, feeling pain. Or a caretaker, when we're moving into this caretaker role, taking care of others, because that could protect us by ensuring that we're liked and loved and therefore we'll feel worthy and safe. Another example is a pleaser, that pleaser voice that we all have. But if we always put the needs and wants of others first, and um, that could be that there's a protector at play that's trying to keep us from being rejected or abandoned by others. Mm. Um, a warrior is another manager part, and that operates similar to the pessimist. It's trying to protect us by worrying and anticipating and mm -hmm. anticipating the worst. Um, our inner perfectionist, because we might have learned that things need to be perfect in order to be loved, so that would also be a protective part. Um, our rational mind, that rational voice, that part keeps us feeling in control by being rational and not emotional, mm -hmm. and that way is protecting. Or a responsible self, that part helps us feeling accepted and loved when we're reliable and responsible for others um, instead of letting others help us. And then last but not least, our inner pusher or inner driver. And that part uh, keeps us productive and pushes us to achieve something in that way, uh, feels it's protecting us. Mm -hmm. So makes sense how they're yeah. all managing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then the second category of protectors is the ones that are called firefighters. And firefighters are responsive protectors. They instinctively react when our vulnerability is triggered. So what do real firefighters do? They put out fires, I guess, and rescue people from burning buildings. <laughs> right. And when a building is on fire, they do whatever it takes to put out the fire, right? They break down the door or cause any damage necessary to fulfill their rescue mission. And just like real firefighters, our firefighter parts are also focused on stopping the fire, which would in this case mean the problem or the pain, and they don't care about consequences. What kind of parts would that be that don't care about the consequences? Well, that could be an angry part. Oh, okay, yeah. Can you see which yeah. reacts to that vulnerability being triggered? Mm -hmm. That's very reactive, like a firefighter, right? Or a part that's an attacker, which mm -hmm. has us attack in response to what, what another person does. Or a vengeful part, which just wants revenge and has lost any other perspective because the pain seems to be so big, mm -hmm. right? So there's this firefighter response. But firefighters are also parts that retreat, hide, or what's also called stonewall in response to what another person does or says. Because when we become defensive and we want to run, there's also a firefighter part in operation. There's, there's a part in us that's reacting to what's going on. Okay. So we're basically looking at parts that manage our fight or flight response. Okay, okay. <laughs> getting makes sense with the firefighter and the fighter flight. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's also a third type of firefighters that I haven't mentioned yet. And those are distractive parts 
that convince us to engage in an addictive behavior. So they distract us from the pain by having us overeat, drink too much, smoke, uh, overconsume TV or media or play video games or overwork or overexercise and so on. Okay, so when you notice that you're overdoing something or you have a, an addiction, it's actually a protector doing it, like a, a trying to help us? Yeah. Okay. We might want to explore that issue of wanting to eat, for example, uh-huh. or numb ourselves in any other way. And we want to explore that a little bit and see what protectors at play there and what more vulnerable younger part it's, parts it's protecting. Okay. Um, because that's what I'm going to explain next. But let me first say one more thing about these firefighters. Mm-hmm. They often feel lonely, rejected, isolated and shamed mm-hmm. because nobody likes them. Nobody in the world likes to see them come out, right? Like when we get angry, it doesn't exactly make us popular. But also internally, they are judged. The other parts that we have don't usually like the firefighters either. Mm -hmm. Make sense? So we want to be aware as we're engaging with them, befriending them, starting to understand them. They're actually, um, it's a tough job they're having. Yeah. All right. So then the second main category of parts in IFS, they're called exiles. And exiles are usually young, wounded inner child parts that carry pain. And occasionally that pain is from adulthood, but mostly it's from childhood. So that's basically our concept of the inner child. What kind of pain sticks around from childhood, though? Well, they might feel inadequate or shamed or afraid or lonely or sad, or scared, right? Remember, mm-hmm. um, Helen, in our example, had that embarrassed okay. child. Yeah, true. Okay. Right. So these parts carry limiting beliefs, for example, that they're not good enough, or that people are dangerous, and so on. Mm-hmm. And they carry emotions. And in IFS, these emotions and beliefs are called burdens. Mm-hmm. So Helen's exile which she ended up calling the embarrassed child, Mm -hmm. felt ashamed. And Helen wasn't aware of this most of the time because her protectors kept her wounded child shut away or in exile so that she didn't have to feel the pain that it was carrying around. Mm -hmm. And in this case, her pain or her painful feeling was shame. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, Yeah. Starting to make sense. So now we're finally getting to the third and to a really important concept in IFS, and that's the concept of the self. I was kind of waiting for that for all the pieces to come together. Right. Yeah. So the self is what Helen Sidra Stone called your aware ego. I've talked about that before and written about that before. The self is your true self. It's your spiritual center or your essential self, your core self, or what you might call your soul. Mm-hmm. The self is who you really are when you're not taken over by your parts. So when you're not acting or speaking from a part, when you're not over-identified with an exile, with a younger child part, or a protector, then you're in self. And the self is the healing entity you already hold inside. I love this about this concept. <laughs> right? The healing is inside of you. Mm-hmm. The self is meant to be the wise leader of the inner system of parts. The self is eternal. It knows all. It's not affected by any trauma. 
And the self connects us to all there is in the world, all people and living things. And Richard Schwartz, the founder of IFS, has defined eight C's of self-leadership. Um, do you want to guess what qualities we have when we're in self? They all start with C. <laughs> um, well, I heard you say before that we need to be compassionate when we're in self, so I guess that's one. Um, maybe courage, so that you can like start something. I don't know. Right, okay. Yeah, the eight C's are actually calmness. We feel calm and grounded mm -hmm. when we're in self. Curiosity, mm -hmm. so that open-hearted interest. Clarity, mm -hmm. we have a totally different perspective from self. Compassion, <laughs> so we definitely want to generate some compassion as we're working in self. Confidence, creativity, courage, mm -hmm. and connectedness, feeling connected to everything. Okay. So... Self manifests as being present, heart open, and consciously aware. Let me maybe read you a quote from Richard Schwartz's book, Internal Family Systems Model. So he says, A person who is leading with the self is easy to identify. To rephrase a joke, you get the impression that the lights are on and someone is home. Others describe such a person as open, confident and accepting, as having presence. You feel immediately at ease in a self-led person's company, sensing that it's safe to relax and release your own self. And Richard Schwartz, who is, by the way, one of the most authentic and unpretentious people <laughs> I've ever met, he points out that very few people are constantly and fully self-led. Okay. And he actually modestly includes himself in that statement, which, which I think is great. Because we all carry to different degrees burdens of feeling rejected or abandoned or humiliated or shamed or traumatized in some way. Mm -hmm. Like um, another senior IFS instructor talks about trauma with a big T or with a small T, right? <laughs> It doesn't need to be a big trauma for us to... Um, carry a burden around with us that makes sense and then naturally we put on masks as we're going about our day and interact with other people to protect these inner wounds that we mm -hmm. have but ifs is a way or a path towards moving into increased self-leadership so just step by step and the more we access ourselves and heal our inner pain the more we can relate differently to our own parts And also to the people in our life and to their parts. Um, because when we understand and practice that we're more than our parts, that we are actually self, mm -hmm. our relationships change, right? They become more harmonious. We're less reactive in crisis and less overwhelmed by emotional situations. Because we're taking care of those emotional responses from self. We're able to let our protective masks come down. And give other people permission to do the same. So if someone listening wants to find out more experience working with their parts, what, they can, what can they do? Well, they can contact me for a free phone consultation to find out about individual sessions. And I could be in person or through Skype. I'm located in the greater Toronto area. They can also find out more about workshops. Or just go to my website to read more. So again, my name is Angelica. 
The phone number to contact me at would be 905-286-9466. The email address, because some people prefer to email, is greendoorrelaxation at yahoo.ca. And my website is greendoorrelaxation.net. Yeah, and I guess that brings us to the end of today's um, episode. So thank you for shedding with me again today. This was a lot of fun. So let's do it again soon on another topic. Okay, I'd love to. We will. <laughs> and to everybody listening, thank you for being here with us and have a fabulous day.